It's been a familiar refrain since at least last year's election. New Zealand's extensive smoke-free legislation will inevitably result in an increase in black market trade. Here's Prime Minister Christopher Luxon speaking on Morning Report back in November. Um, you know, to say that actually you can concentrate all that distribution in a few shops and you have one smoke shop in one small town of New Zealand, you can't not tell me that will be a massive target for ram raids and crime. Um, there will be an in- increased black market uh, and untaxed black market uh, for, for cigarette smokes. But in the latest briefing from the Public Health Communications Centre at the University of Auckland, Professor Chris Bullen says this is simply not the case. He says it's yet another so-called zombie argument to try to justify the repeal of New Zealand's smoke-free legislation. Zombie arguments, it's a kind of fun term, I suppose, that um, I found was um, being, it's a, it's a gener- general term that's used to refer to arguments or lines of argument that are often wheeled out time and again, even though there's no evidence to support them. And so they kind of keep being given new life, like a zombie coming back from the dead, um, even though there's no you know, evidence or data to support these arguments. And we've found that this seems to be happening with the arguments that are mounted about um, what would the terrible things that would happen if the government kept on with the smoke-free um, strategies that were proposed under the last government. So it will cover the Prime Minister's claims that it's a natural reality that decreasing retailer numbers would increase the illicit tobacco trade? Yes, exactly. So he's said this on a number of occasions, that it's almost sort of common sense or it stands to reason or it's a natural reality that this would give rise to that. Whereas, in fact, um, the evidence that we've found is uh, that's not the case at all. So I don't know where he's getting his natural reality from. So to common sense, there's just no evidence to back that up? Well, you know, there's obviously news uh, stories and there's uh, items of news around customs seizures and there is all the ram raid hoo-ha. Um, that's you know, not completely gone, but the trend is downwards um, in, in ram raiding. Uh, but the data, if you look at the data on, um, on any estimates of trying to quantify, measure the size of the illicit trade over the last 10 years, it's been heading in a downward direction. Um, and the um, amount of waste that we find on the streets that you can categorise as being illegal tobacco as opposed to the standard tobacco packets you buy in the store, um, that's been stable uh, roughly, um, it's under 10% and that's been the case for, for a decade or more. Professor, can you talk a bit more about this black market that we hear so much about? What does it look like and how does it work? Well, it's a black market, so it's actually quite hard to, to understand it. It's the one of the tricky things about estimating um, the amounts that are being sold is that because it's an illegal activity, we, we don't necessarily know how much is getting through. So when you hear that customs have seized so much tobacco at the border, um, that might give the impression they've got the whole lot. But, of course, there's a lot coming through probably in the mail. Um, people are purchasing things online and getting it in, uh, delivered through the mail. Um, uh, people occasionally try and ship in, you know, container loads of tobacco disguised, uh, stuffed into washing machines or, or other products. Um, but uh, I think Customs is now uh, highly uh, attuned to these kind of tricks. And so when they have a big seizure, that tends to put people off for a while, especially if there are big fines associated with that, which there are now. So I think Customs is getting better, so we, we should expect to see more seizures. Um, we know that the postal importation of, um, of, of tobacco now, that's much, um, uh, the interception of that is much better than it used to be. Um, 
And so homegrown tobacco, we know that um, that's a very small market. There's um, tobacco. You can go into Facebook Marketplace and other social media sites and you can see people trying to sell this stuff. But it's pretty small scale um, at this point in time. But all these things need to be monitored because, you know, there will be blips and, um, you know, uh, people will try to find their way around as they always do. Um, but overall, uh, the, all the strains of evidence are pointing in a declining direction. And the more we uh, do to help support people to quit smoking and have fewer smokers, the less demand there will be for um, illegal tobacco. If it is hard to quantify the black market, though, could the mm. government be right that it could, there could be an increase in it? Yeah, well, I think uh, that's why we've looked at it year on year for a decade, despite our policies getting tougher, and we've found no evidence that it's been going up. So we would think as these policies continue to get tougher, um, you would expect to see uh, that uh, downward trend um, occur. Um, the, uh, we have done some research with people who smoke and who have engaged with the illegal market. Most people who smoke don't like uh, connecting with you know, gangs or others who are involved in illegal um, tobacco. They, they don't like homegrown tobacco particularly compared with the usual cigarettes. Uh, we've investigated particular population groups who have been caught out um, sometimes smuggling some uh, tobacco in from the um, Pacific region and investigated uh, that in quite a bit of detail. And again, most people are saying, well, it's a bit of a losing game to be involved in because it's just not worth it. So uh, those, all those different strands of evidence suggest to us that um, it's important to keep enforcement and monitoring at the borders and customs uh, working um, at the top of the game. That's always going to be important because without enforcement, criminals will think they can get away with it. Um, but um, but it's equally, if not more important, to actually try and prevent the problems um, emerging in the first place. And again, as I say, the best way to do that is to get smoking down as low as we possibly can. Now, we contacted the Prime Minister's office this afternoon for a statement, but they did not respond to us.